Welcome to a special edition of the Michelle Mission Two Men One Podcast, every black film ever made. This is a bit of a solemn occasion. It, mm. it, it's, we're going to turn into a celebration, but it is an, an occasion that we wish we didn't have to have this special episode. That's very true. Um, for the next few minutes, Lynn and I will talk about the dearly departed, legendary, iconic actor, Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier, who passed at the age of 94 just a few days ago before this recording on January 10th. So, as we do at these remembrances, we, we just wanted to talk about Sidney Poitier a little bit, talk about what he meant to us, obviously, talk about his film work, mm-hmm. and and just have something that we can set aside yeah, and say that this was our way of coming and just taking a moment Mm-hmm. to commemorate the legend of Sidney Poitier. And legend is like, you know, sometimes there are words that get used very loosely, but it it is very apropos when speaking about Sidney Poitier. Um, just looking at his achievements in his chosen field, uh, he received two... Golden Globe Awards, a British Academy of Film and Television Arts uh, BAFTA Award. He actually won, I didn't even know this, a Grammy Award for Best Spoken Word Album. Oh, for what? For his biography or one of his books? That's a I'm good, assuming. That's a good question. Um, because he became an author over the past couple of decades. He yeah. Wrote three biographies. He won that. Let me check it out here as we are do this. He received his BAFTA in 2016. Um, his Grammy Award. Uh, wow, they're not telling me when. They're not even telling me when he won, won it. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to. We're doing this in real time. <laughs> are we? <laughs> Time. Ah, the measure of a man, two thousand one. Right. So, so I think that was his second biography. Yes, that is his autobiographical yeah. work. Yeah. Here's something interesting. I thought about it just as we're talking. He was not an egot. No, he was not. Well, well, you have to, an egot for to explain. Are is an individual who has won an Emmy, an Oscar. A, a Grammy, a Grammy, and a Tony, Tony Award. So, but that makes sense because let's face it, he, the Grammy, he got late in life in two thousand one. Right. Um, he got the Oscar, of course. He got the Oscar, you know, of course, very, very, er, you know, uh, you know, years earlier, back in nineteen sixty one. Excuse me, in nineteen sixty three, for Lilies of the Field, right? He he won this Oscar. But he never really did a lot of work on television. And I guess he didn't he, he didn't win a Tony for a Raisin in the Sun. Uh, he did not win a Tony Award. No, Interesting. He, he did not. And I'm not even showing that where he was nominated was nominated. He was nominated for an Emmy. OK. For Outstanding Actor in a Limited Series or Movie uh, in 1991 for Separate 
but equal and in 1997 for Mandela and de Klerk, but he he did not win. But uh, he was never nominated for for a Tony Award. And that makes sense also, unfortunately, because at the time that he did most of his stage work, mm-hmm. they weren't they were being very stingy. Right. As far as giving out the Tonys to you know, black people. Right. At that right. time. And then he quickly moved on to film. And then he moved on to film and never looked back. Never looked back. Um, but yeah, so he's not an EGOT, but he's he certainly is a, a well-traveled around the award circuit. Uh, my question to, for you, Vincent, if you remember... When did you first become aware of Sidney Poitier? Oh, I can absolutely tell you when I became aware, and appropriately enough, it is the first film that you and I ever mm-hmm. reviewed. Sidney Poitier co-starred in maybe my favorite film of all time, Uptown Saturday Night with Bill Cosby. There's never been a time in my life that I was not aware mm-hmm. of Sidney Poitier from those three films that he made with Bill Cosby. Yeah. Uptown Saturday Night, Let's Do It Again, and A Piece of the Action. Yeah. And, I, you know, soon after that, I was exposed to his other work. Mm-hmm. But that 70s Sidney Poitier will always hold a special place in my heart because that's when I met him. Yeah, you know what? And I think we talked about it. That Like, that's when I met him as well. You know, uh, Uptown Saturday Night, watching it in the Walton Theater in, here in Philadelphia. Um, just came upon it probably on a Friday or Sunday afternoon and not even realizing who I was taking in, but just knew like these were these two very funny men mm-hmm. on, on the screen who were making me laugh. And one I could tell was very much the straight man. Mm-hmm. And that was Sidney Poitier. And in discovering his work, I discovered that that straight man that he played in Uptown Saturday Night more or less is the guy he plays in a lot of his movies. Right. It's just, you know, maybe he's a little bit more straighter and maybe he leans a little bit more in some of them, but he pretty much is just like this became this embodiment of, uh, of, you know, black masculinity as it should be like mm-hmm. this aspirational persona on screen in many ways, at least for me, when right. I, when I would see him, you know? Um, and though I know that there was a time when his on-screen persona caught some backlash mm-hmm. from the, the general African-American public, maybe because I was too young, maybe because as I got older, it was past that time. I never understood it because I, looked at him and I always saw just a man that was very, you know, um, poised, educated, um, but not corny in any way. I certainly didn't see him as playing any type of um, buffoon or stereotype. Um, I always saw him acting and being treated in these films to the height height of his intelligence. I never understood the backlash against it. Well, I think it really does come down to 
are being introduced to him in those films. Mm. Because in retrospect now, looking at his his body of work in totality, mm-hmm. I think those three films really are the center of this period of of work. And, and you can bring in something like Buck and the Preacher. Yeah. Or or even the sequels to something like um In the Heat of the Night. In the Heat of the Night, the two sequels, the organization and they call me Mr. Tibbs. Where I forgot the organization is the sequel as well. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, the organization is the third part of the Tibbs trilogy. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but he was ours. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. was ours. Obviously, you know, we use these terms like crossover. And, and you, you know, this actor that kind of works in all of these worlds and, and in a lot of ways, it's kind of a false dichotomy, you know, well, this is an actor who's comfortable in the white world and this is an actor who's comfortable in the black world. Right. But I do think it is significant in these films that, as you said, Sidney Poitier was never anyone other than Sidney Poitier. Mm-hmm. But he was comfortable around us. Yeah. You know, there was nothing about his roles in either of those three films with Bill Cosby that Bill Cosby is about 10 years younger than Sidney Poitier. Mm. And Bill Cosby would play a hipper cat than Sidney Poitier. You know, he was a Philly, like Bill Cosby was always a Philly dude in those three movies. Mm -hmm. And as you said, Sidney Poitier was the straight man. Mm hmm. But it never felt artificial. No. It never felt like he shouldn't have been with those people. I have to say, we watched um, Let's Do It Again the other night. Oh, okay. And and if you've seen Let's Do It Again, at one point he goes undercover as as high you know, high stakes gambler, Mongo Slade. And he's wearing this, you know, a suit. It's a suit. It's a 70s cut suit, but it's very much a suit. But then he has this elaborate <laughs> cape. I know. <laughs> but he pulls it off. He, he, you know, there's he, yeah. nothing about him that you get the sense that he's, you you know, slumming, if you will. Or, or, or you know, I have to do this or this, that, and the other. So I, I agree with you, but I do... I do theorize that people who met Sidney Poitier through those films mm-hmm. and then went to guess who's coming to dinner or Lily's in the field or the defiant ones. We know him differently. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're just, uh, yeah. Cause you're working backwards there. Right. I got you. I got you for there. Um, on the, the uh, road, that we're going through on our show, the Michelle Mission, where we are endeavoring to review every black film ever made. That means that we will be reviewing pretty much the entire filmography of Sidney Poitier. Oh, absolutely. When all is said and done. We have touched on quite a few of his films already. Of course, we, you, we mentioned the uh, Bill Cosby uh, trio. Um, we have not reviewed... Uh, uh, Mr. Tibbs or the organization yet, but we have reviewed In the Heat of the Night, which is an outstanding 
outstanding performance. Absolutely. And one that people like return to all the time, especially in this time of, you know, kind of like reconsidering Sidney Poitier and his career because of some of the iconic imagery uh, in that film. Uh, first and foremost, him slapping back. Yeah. At this um, this uh, older older white man um, in in this film. And I I I ask all of you who are reliving that that movie and watching that scene that when Sydney slaps back at that white man, watch it the first time to just revel in it and then rewind and watch it again. But pay attention to the black butler <laughs> yes. that is behind Sidney Poitier as he as he slaps his uh his employer. Uh oh, it is a treat in the hoot just yes. to, to take that take that in. Um that was in, in in his contract for the film. I just saw an interview with Sidney Poitier and in his contract he said that they could not edit mm -hmm. the scene. Yeah. So that there was a version where he did not slap him back. Right. Right. So he knew even before he filmed it, how powerful that was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's very powerful. This is why it's a scene that gets played over and over again in a powerful movie. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Where Sidney Poitier is um, going up against Rod Steiger, both of them. I mean, just going mano a mano actor wise in that movie. Um, but there's there's a number of films that we he has been in that we have reviewed. One speaking in the comedic vein, and I think this maybe even shows him possibly even in a. Uh, 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 a romantic comedy type of vein as well as comedic in Buck and the Preacher, a yes. film that I have to say, you know, full disclosure, you introduced me to really. I had never okay. seen the film when we, when it came time to review it. Um, this film that Sidney did with uh, Ruby D as his female lead mm -hmm. alongside his best friend, Harry Belafonte. Yes. Uh, again, in a comedic role. This was the film that flipped the switch for me for <laughs> Harry Belafonte. It's like, okay, I see what everybody's talking about. Right, right. Harry Belafonte is not a bad actor. Um, but I really returned to that film because, you know, it's a Western. And Sidney Poitier, if you had told me Sidney Poitier had done a Western, I'd have thought, yeah, I don't know if I see that. That's like me seeing Cary Grant in a Western. It ain't going to play. Mm -hmm. But he pulls, he pulls off this Western um, very well. And it also makes sense because, you know, it's a movie that he produced and, 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 and directed. So, um, but he pulls it off and he pulls it off very naturalistically, you know? Yes. And he has a fantastic rapport with, with Ruby D. And it's a film that I see get mentioned a lot, but I don't know how many people actually really return to it. Right. You know, you come because it is a 70s film and you kind of get lost in like the whole, um, you know, the 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 urban action films of the 70s or some of the more nonsensical comedies of the of the 70s. And I think this is a film that's worthy of being um, revisited at this time.
Absolutely. Absolutely. I will take it from from Yuli talking about films that I was introduced to because of this show. One of of what has become my favorite science fiction films is a very quiet underrated film called Brother John. Oh yeah. Another 70s film. Another 70s, Early 70s. film where Sidney Poitier plays an envoy mm-hmm. of some otherworldly powers mm-hmm. and how he navigates life in this town that his family is from. It's very quiet. Yeah. It's a yeah. very quiet, it's a very understated film and it is a film that that was recommended to us yep. from several of of the missionaries. Mm-hmm. And as I said, it has stayed with me. It has stayed with me. We watched it a, a, a year, maybe even a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And as I said, it has catapulted into my top 10 of my favorite films. And it's it's remarkable when you're talking about something like Buck and the Preacher or Brother John, mm-hmm. that Sidney Poitier has so many iconic performances yeah. that there are small films that you can discover mm-hmm. that are just that good. They're so good because the iconic performances are that much better, Yeah, if you will. It's, it's almost like when, when you ha- when you hear B sides mm-hmm. from Prince, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you think you know how could they have never have released, wh- you know why why don't you call me anymore? And then you realize oh right, nineteen ninety nine, yeah, like the whole album. And and Sidney Poitier has a number of performances like this in his yeah. career, yeah, which is not too slight. Like you said, the more bigger films or the films that people kind of return to. We mentioned mm-hmm. in the heat of the night, um, lilies of the field mm-hmm. for which he won the Oscar, um, to Sir with love, to Sir with love, which is a film that a lot of people return to, even though in many ways to me, he is kind of like the, while he's the, the star, but he's also co-star with like, you know, all the kids in that yeah. film as well, you know? Yeah. So, um, but a lot of people return to that film. It, it is it is part of the reason I teach. Like it really is one of the most important films. Yeah, you've yeah. said that before. Yeah, yeah. To serve with a Mark Thackeray is absolutely one of the fictional icons mm-hmm. in my life when I think about how I approach teaching and being in a classroom. Just why a, so? Like what? What about his approach? Kind of. I right think there. what I love about this character is that. Pragmatic lessons, lessons in morality, mm-hmm. all go hand in hand with the the school material. Mm-hmm. You know, he really is this this embodiment of what I thought a teacher should be. Right. right. And 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 you see it, it. It it's just this beautiful naturalistic journey of this man who has been called to be a teacher and doesn't really realize it. Right. You know, just from the plot of the movie, he can't get a job as an engineer. Mm-hmm. So he ends mm-hmm. up in the classroom. Mm-hmm. But this is his calling. And over the two hours that he's in the classroom with these kids, 
he starts to realize it after we as the audience have realized it. Yeah. So you just just an amazing film. And when we talk about these movies, you know, you talk about In the Heat of the Night, which we, you know, we talked we talked about to Sir with Love. You and I just watched or or just reviewed Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Yeah. Yeah. The Defiant Ones. I think what I really respect about these iconic films that that people go to mm-hmm. is that they hold up. Yeah, many of them. Like if you've never heard of Sidney Poitier, you never heard that this film is a big deal. You just sit down and you throw on um a raisin in the sun. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. You realize oh, this is a hell of a movie. Yeah. So yeah. this is somebody who wasn't just a legend be- because of momentum, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you brought up Raisin in the Sun because in many ways he he's playing a little bit against type in that, at least as far as yes. you, you you've, the Sidney Poitier that you think you know. Yes. And yet it, it still doesn't feel false. And which again speaks to his skill as an actor um, and speaks to the authenticity that he brings to a, a role. Um and it 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 almost like to me like I can understand why people find it challenging to step into that role that in, in Raising in the Sun because you know the, the benchmark that he sets right right from the beginning yeah you know from the very <laughs> beginning and and I agree that that it is against the type that became the Sidney Poitier type very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like you, you know, by the time he's in his third or fourth film, he there is the Sidney Poitier type. But, but I, I one hundred percent agree with you that is it is authentic because again, this was a man who was so self possessed and self contained, and knew who he was. Mm-hmm. That whether he's playing a milkman in in Let's Do It Again or 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 factory worker. Mm-hmm. In Uptown Saturday Night, or a cowboy in Bucking the Preacher, or a strange alien envoy, right? In Brother John, this authenticity, or again the frustrated chauffeur Walter Lee Younger. That's right. In yeah. a Raisin in the That's Sun, right, right, right. This, this, this integrity comes through. Um, just to give people a little bit of, you know, biographical history on Sidney Poitier, he was um, a Bahamian, Bahamanian, Bahamian, Bahamian. He was from the Bahamas. He was from the Bahamas. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Do that, you know. Uh, born in Miami, Florida in 1927 is the youngest of seven children um his his mother his parents evelyn and reginald owned a farm on cat island Mm -hmm. i don't know where cat island is i want to go to cat island right now i don't know why i just want to go but he grew up in the bahamas um before uh making his way to america and the american negro theater um but he was he was unable to sing 
so he could put, could, did not do well. Which yeah. also he couldn't read. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't read. The first time he he auditioned mm-hmm. for Ant, he 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 says it was a it was a complete disaster. Yeah, because he couldn't read. I know. He went back, got a job, and and he talks about a, a gentleman, an, an older Jewish gentleman, worked with him, and every night after work, they would read the newspaper. How about that? You you know he told the man. I you know, the man asked him. You know what's going on today. And and Sidney Portier basically told him, I, I can't read. And the man said, well, would you like to read with me? And that's how he learned how to read. Went back, auditioned again, and the rest was history. The rest was history. Uh, he made his big debut in 1950 in No Way Out, a film mm-hmm. where he plays a doctor um, who's treating a, a white bigot who was played by Richard Whitmark. Um, another powerful actor um, and was noticed from there after which he went and started in the film version of Cry the Beloved Jungle um, and then starred in Martin Ritt's Edge of the City Uh, and and like you said he was he was off and running after that as far as his film role film roles I was actually surprised as ubiquitous as he has been um, looking at his filmography as an actor. He's done, a you know, quite a substantial number of films, but I would have thought it would have been close to like 60, 70 films. Right. And it's relatively small. It's like about a good 40 something films. Right. That he, that he, that he was in, but that speaks to a man who was very, you know, strategic. Right. About the roles that he took. Well, and, and especially when you think his, his, you know, what would you say the breakthrough or what year is a raisin in the sun? Raisin in the sun. That's 60. What? That is 1961. Yeah. 61. And is that the first of the iconic, well, I went. I would say probably the first iconic role, because a lot of people still rep for No Way Out. But I think the first iconic role you would have to say is the Defiant ones, right? And that's nineteen fifty eight. That's nineteen fifty. But he definitely is the co star. I was about to say, and he's the co star in that with with Tony <laughs> Curtis. Yeah. So he actually almost bided his time. Like he didn't. Mm. He wasn't just taking stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, he tried his hand at singing because right, he. Right. he, he that that next year he did Porgy and Bess. Right, right. And he was in what's the film where he's the Moorish? Oh, the, the Moorish sailor. Oh, um, ooh, I'm trying to figure out which that uh, is. That Band of Angels? No, it's not Band no. of Angels. Um, I'm not sure which film that it's is. It's early. No way out. Cry the beloved. Red Ball Express. Go man, go. Blackboard Jungle. Goodbye, my lady. Edge of the city. Something of value. Band of Angels. The Mark of the Hawk. It's not Mark of the Hawk. We we actually we, we, talked about Mark of the yeah, Hawk. Yeah, we watched that. Um, well, they can't all be winners. Virgin Island. <laughs> that would be the Long Ships. Oh, the Long Ships. From 1964. I Oh, so that's even, that's even after a raisin in the sun. Right, right. So I'm not even a, a, aware of this movie. What's the long oh, ships? There's no reason to know about the long <laughs> ships at all. 
The only thing you need to know about the long ships, oh, I need you to Google. Okay. Right now in real time because I want to see your face. Okay. If you've never had the pleasure of seeing I'm on Sydney Google. Portier. What am I Googling? Long ships. Long ships. Sydney Portier. Sydney Portier. <laughs> God. Okay. All right. And, and has a picture of Sydney Portier come up? Uh well, a picture a picture of the movie. Has come up. Oh, he's got like a mustache and a beard. What's going on here? Um, <laughs> I need you to look at Sidney Portier's outfit or or his makeup. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Congratulations! Oh my god! Don't do this to me. You've now seen Sidney Portier in the long ships. Have you have never seen Sidney Portier? Oh my god! This is a pimp named Portier. What is going on with this slick back on Sydney Portier? Dude, what is going on with this? Oh, oh my, oh my God. I may have to change one of my movies for the road to 300. Oh my God. What is happening? What is happening in this film? It's actually not that bad, but Sydney Portier in that wig. Oh my god. And he's got the mustache and the goatee. Hey, hey, he's a Moorish sailor. Oh. He, he's a Moor. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, and then he's got the long white. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sash. Oh yeah. We don't talk about the long ships that often no. in Sidney Portier's career is discussed. Wow. And this is after a raisin in the right. sun. Yeah, not a not a lot of long ships talk. No, no, not no. a lot of long ships. He talk. Just breezes right by that. <laughs> just, just go right by the long ships. Oh my God, Vincent, what is happening? This chick, <laughs> this chick is hanging all over him in a bikini, hey. like type of hey. number. Hey, oh, he's a Moorish captain, I think. I think he's a captain. He got his chest all oh, out. Oh yeah. Oh, he's oh oh. I see why you said because Richard Whitmark is in this too. Oh my goodness! Oh, I've got to watch this. Movie. So there you go. I've got to watch. There's this also movie. the long ships. Well, you know, this is a celebration of this Sydney is a Portier. celebration, but but we're celebrating all of. Them. We have to celebrate the highs and the lows. The highs and the and the and the not so highs. Well, there's the not so highs, like the long ships. Yes, and then there there are the lows. Oh well, such as when Sidney Poitier stepped out as a director. Yes. And manned flash forward. Flash forward. <laughs> in 1985. Right, right. When, what was that followed by? And that was such a ravish, <laughs> ravenous success that he followed that by teaming with his old buddy Bill Cosby his again. old pal. In 1990. And they did it again and got a piece of the action in what? Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad. That's right. Sidney Poitier directed Ghost Dad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think and, and, and both those films have a, you know, hallowed space in the attic of Sidney Poitier's third home <laughs> somewhere Look, on the outskirts of Maine. The wonderful thing about being as long lived and iconic as Sidney Poitier is that there's space. 
to talk about these types of things as well. Oh my God. I don't believe you showed me the long ships. I know. I can't believe we've never talked about the long ships. I've never heard of this oh, film. Oh, the long ships are fantastic. Oh, I've never heard of this mm-hmm. film. I I I must see. Wow, I didn't notice Sidney Poitier directed Stir Crazy too. And he directed Stir Crazy. Let's not talk about Sidney Poitier, the director, anymore. Well, you know. Because <laughs> he's a man who tried everything. We actually have some some iconic performances that we haven't talked about yet on the show proper. Like many of these films that we've discussed, we've actually reviewed. Because obviously Sidney Poitier is one of the foundational elements mm-hmm. of the Michelle mission. Yes. Like, like I said, the very first episode we talked about Sidney Poitier. We've gone back to the Sidney Poitier well a half dozen times mm-hmm. at least. Like we haven't even mentioned Paris Blues. No. Wow. So, I love Paris Blues. So Sydney Sydney Poitier is very much a part of our the, the fabric of this show, but Paris we, Blues is him with uh Diane, Diane Carroll and um Paul not, Newman. Paul Newman, and that's John right. Woodard. But we haven't talked about Lilies of the Field. We haven't talked about A Patch of Blue. We are about to talk about Porgy and Bess. Yeah, we we haven't talked about about it yet. We'll be talking about that, most definitely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... You know, as you mentioned, I have a soft spot for They Call Me Mr. Tibbs, the direct sequel Mm -hmm. to In the Heat of the Night. The organization, not so much. But I really like they they call me Mr. Tibbs, which we have to talk about. So Sidney Poitier will continue to be one of the foundational elements of the Michelle mission. Very much so. There's a, another film I thought we thought we reviewed it, but I guess apparently we didn't. I thought we had reviewed A Warm December. No, no. Oh, you know what? I think Nor I for the love of Ivy. I watched a warm December. Right, that's what it is. And and I remember you watched a warm December because you called me and you actually texted me about a warm December. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. So we is. sometimes Lynn and I have Michelle Mission episodes <laughs> where we're just texting each other. <laughs> we do. It always feels. Like we're doing something dirty when we talk about black stuff. <laughs> like it's one thing if we're texting each other about comics or you know television or just some random stuff. But every now and then we actually text each other about black films, and it's like, are, are we supposed to be doing this? Can now? we get in trouble doing this? <laughs> the missionaries are gonna be right, mad. right. Because I'm sitting here thinking like, did we review? I was about to say no, no, we didn't review a warm December. You and I just talked about it. I know I watched the warm December. I talked about it with Vince. Yeah. I, I did talk about it with Vince. Yeah, so um <laughs> So we do. We we have some we have some gems. Oh, here's a I'm now I'm just looking at this filmography. Okay. He did a film in 1975 called The Will Be Conspiracy with Michael Caine. Yeah, I've heard of this. I've never seen it. Yeah. I want to see this if only because his character's name in it mm-hmm. is Shaq Twala. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just want to see somebody call him Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of this. I've never seen it, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, his filmography, uh, because that's what we, we focus on here on the mission. But it goes without saying that Sidney Poitier, who uh, Barack Obama 
bestowed with the uh, Medal of Honor mm -hmm. uh, during his presidency, uh, a well-earned Medal of Honor, because of not only because of his his roles in films and the legacy that it, that he uh, set for all the actors who have followed in his wake, whether or not they be man or woman, but also for his stance uh, during the civil rights movement. He was a very uh, proud and open uh, activist at that time and continued on throughout his life. Um, and he is a man who, you know, rightfully so when he passed, has been receiving flowers from his industry as well as the world at large. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's a man that touched a great many hearts, a great many minds. And, um, you know, he was at the March on Washington. He's, he's just a phenomenal um, person. And, you know, um, it goes without saying that, you know, 94 years young, you know, he lived a long, fruitful life, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, the world is a little, you know, sadder without him, yeah. but we're happy that we had him. We're happy that we're having, we're ha it's, it's, it was a blessing to be alive. Amen. With, with him. So. Amen. Here on the Michelle Mission, we, we honor and celebrate Sidney Poitier. We will continue mm -hmm. to honor and celebrate Sidney Poitier. As 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 Lynn mentioned, we've we've had a significant amount of, of reviews of his films that we're going to group together for people to see. Yeah, what what we'll do is we'll put a uh, we'll set up a page, a separate like page on our website. Well, actually, what we can do is like right there on the home page, you can scroll down and just be the Sydney collection. And right. it'll be all of our reviews of the Sydney Poitier films uh, up to date. The films that he has um, starred in and the films that he's directed. And the films that he's directed. Because maybe you are a fan of Ghost Dad. Well, for every Ghost Dad, there's a Buck and the Preacher. Not for every Ghost Dad. I mean, it's one to one. Okay, those ones. Right. That's right. not, that's it. And I don't want to call Lynn out, but somebody at this table really had a soft spot for fast forward. And it's not the person talking. So. It wasn't me. You liked that. I did not you, like. I know. No, I did not. like. You, fast you forward. actually had a soft spot. I did not have a. Please. You, you thought it was nice. <laughs> please. Okay. Please. Listen please. to the tape. Now you're sucking up to Ariel. Not at all. I did not like fast forward. Missionaries. You listen to the review. Yeah. You tell me. You tell me what I thought of Fast Forward. Yes. And then certainly we have more Sydney Portier films. Definitely check out Brother John. Yeah. Definitely. If I, that if I would, you know, because everybody, to me, like everybody's seen Lilies of the Field. Sure. Um, uh, 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 to Serve With Love. And to me, they're good movies, but they're cute. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the Defiant Ones is, you know, watch that in the heat of the night. Sensational. But you're right. If I had to point and you know, the, the Cosby movies, for my money, you watch the first two, you can forget the piece of the action. Um, but if I had to 
want to introduce someone to a film, like you said, Brother John is a perfect one mm-hmm. to do. Uh, I would go Paris Blues because mm-hmm. I think it. I think just watching him and Diane Carroll play off of one another. Right, right. Bucking a preacher. Bucking the preacher is phenomenal, and we haven't reviewed it yet. I really like the Warm December. I I know. Which he did direct as well. So okay, I'll give you that. So there, there you go. A warm There's December is coming. A, a warm, warm December. December. It's a and it's a romantic, pretty. It's a pretty movie. Okay. Yeah. All it's right. Really, really, like that's like that's that's the the love mo- movie that he should have made. Not, you know. Well, I guess coming to dinner is okay, but this is chemistry. Okay. This is this is love. Okay. Black love, black love. Who's his um co-star in that? Uh, his co-star in a warm December is a a new uh, person, actually, uh, new to the screen at that time, and that would be one uh, Esther Anderson. Okay, uh, who was a, a model. Okay, um, at the time, but she would go on to win a NAACP Image Award for her portrayal. Okay. In a warm December. Okay. Uh, 1973. So check that out. So plenty of material from for you folks to pick from right now. Yes. If you just want to listen to us talk and give appropriate attention to the films individually. Mm-hmm. Plenty more coming. Yes. Plenty, plenty more. But again, we really just wanted to take a moment. And talk about Sidney Poitier and what he meant to us. Most definitely. And, and so thank you. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that's it. You can check out uh, the, uh, our shows on social media. Email us at michellemission at gmail.com. Give us, share your thoughts on Sidney Poitier. Uh, we'd love to uh, take that all in. And we hope that everyone is being safe and well out there. Until next time, he's Vince. I'm Len, and parting we say. We'll see you when it's time to meet again. Must be an ending to it all. But hold on, it won't be long. Just you be strong, and it'll be all.